Hello and welcome to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. I'm your host, DJ Cornerstone, and my co-host is none other than Dr. William Sullivan Sr., better known on the show as Doc. We'll discuss the boundaries of our communities of things known and unknown and offer listeners a new connection to forward progress that creates a new culture that we all can be a part of harmoniously. Please stay tuned for special information at the end. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Hello, hello again, and welcome to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. What's up, Doc? How you doing? All is well. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, DJ won't be joining us today because he is out doing a major work in the community. He's out putting together his fundraiser, working it okay. for food. <laughs> so he's out yeah. being busy doing that, raising money to feed the hungry. So That's definitely we want to give him big ups and wish, wish him much success on that. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Most definitely he will be missed. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Doc, tell me, uh, let's just relax a little bit. Hey, how's the family doing, man? Uh, everyone's doing well. You know, everybody's good. And I'm, uh, you know, doing this summer season. You know, I mean, I got two in college that mm-hmm. are finishing up some things. Uh, one right there in Illinois uh, uh, is getting going for um, this trucking because, I mean, Illinois being the central hub of uh, trucking. I mean, we mm-hmm. even get commercials down here about Illinois. It's like, wow. So, Called me the other day, so he's doing well. Everyone's in California. Other kids are doing well, working, wife and family. Just making it happen. What about you? Hey, good. That's good to hear. Everybody's doing well in this part. Like, uh, yeah. if folks have been looking at our Facebook page, they can see where we were celebrating uh, my daughter's graduation party, where she was oh, getting prepared man. to head off to college. So she's gonna be heading down your way, going to UTK, oh, yeah. the University <laughs> of Tennessee. In Knoxville. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah, that's a great accomplishment. And I I am so proud of what she is becoming and what she's working at. And her plan is moving forward. So we definitely going to be prayerful about that. Wife is doing good. Uh, So everything's all well. Family and grandkids, everybody's doing well. Like you said, enjoying these dark days of summer. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. All uh, right, well, check it out, Doc. Today, we're going to be talking about mentoring tomorrow, tomorrow's leaders. Mentoring tomorrow's leaders. Now, like you said, we were just talking about our families. How, like you said, being instrumental in raising them and teaching and pouring into them, you know, things that they are be needing in order to succeed. But also, like you said, there's other people out here that's doing things that are mentoring t- tomorrow's youth. Like uh, yeah. sometimes I serve at Sunday school. I used to teach the Sunday school class for the junior high kids. And it, it gave me a great opportunity to listen to them and see some of the things they're dealing with. And then also kind of like point them in the right direction. And last I checked on, they all still doing very well, heading into high school and everything. So that that is good. And then also I had some younger cousins that I was spending time with and trying to encourage them about doing some things. And one of them came back to, matter of fact, 
he came to the graduation party. And, and he, he shared with me something that really touched my heart. He said, uh, I don't want to put his name out there, but he came to me, he told me, he said, he said, uh, Mike, I just want to thank you for believing in me when nobody else did. Because I used to always encourage this brother. I said, they, they offer him this uh, process technician class at Joliet Junior College. And it'll give you a certificate in being a process uh, technician, which in this mm-hmm. area, most industrial areas deal with v- piping and valves and different things like that and processes. And I used to always tell him, I said, man, go take that class. Because if you go take that class, guess what? That will give you a good head start into that type of work. And on top of that, most of the companies in this area, in the Will County area, here in Illinois, was hiring people directly out of the class, even before they finish. It's just they knew you was taking a class, so they was just coming there recruiting right directly out of the class. But anyway, back at the party... He tells me, he said, I want to thank you for believing in me. And he said, I actually took the class and everything. And he got hired at one of the local uh, chemical companies right here on Route 6. So I'm not going to give no uh, name of them. And he's doing very well. He said, man, I just want to thank you. And I mean, I, it just it just warmed my heart to, to hear that. Because like you said, sometimes we assume that our young folks are not listening to us. But sometimes they are listening. And I tell you what, it was, it was just good to hear that. And it's been a couple more guys that I spent some time with and told them about that class, and they took it and uh, ended up getting hired at some of the refineries in the area and different things like that. So I, I, I'm thankful for that being a part of their lives at that point. And, I mean, even yeah, okay. <laughs> you had the opportunity to see the car he had. He had that convertible uh, Camaro with the, the the black top on it. With the uh, oh, yeah. the Lamborghini doors, he lifted up. He said, "Yeah, this is my car, oh, man." No. Okay. And I, I looked. That's like, wow, yeah. that yeah. is something yeah. else. That is a young guy, man. This dude is in what the third decade of his life, maybe, and he's driving like that. So I, I tell you what, I'm excited about that. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about mentoring tomorrow's leaders. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and set the table. Okay. So we are taking the text from Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. It's just some simple. The Lord, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to live alone. I will make a suitable companion to help him. Now, when we're looking at the context of this, we're looking at it from a perspective of, guess what? You're going to need somebody to help you make it in this world. Uh, as many things yeah. as you start uh, out on, we, we've come to a point to where at some point in time, you're going to realize, guess what? I do need somebody help. Or uh, I'm going to need some instruction. Or I'm going to need some guidance. Or yeah. I'm going to need somebody just to listen to me. And explain some things to me that I may not be aware of in order to make it. Because nobody gets through this entire life by themselves. Right. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, and that's good. Uh, and definitely, it takes humility. Mm-hmm. For what you just said, nobody gets through this life by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that, it takes humility to realize that. You know, yeah, that, hey, I need somebody. This is how God set the system in place. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, two are better than one. <laughs> that know, is correct. Is not easily broken. Uh-huh. I would say a one is cold. If you cold, at least having somebody there to warm you. Uh-huh. Even, you know, even, and people make this thing that's just by embracing and that. No, you can go cold in your business. Uh-huh. You can go cold in your ministry. Mm-hmm. Man, you can go cold in your marriage. Going cold means things just ain't going the way you need them to go. Mm-hmm. You got somebody to mentor you. Man, you know what? I've been cold in that same area, bro. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your brother in the footwork, DJ Cornerstone, and you are listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show. Let me tell you how I made it through that. You know, mm-hmm. how to get back on track, to get, you know, to get to where you want to be. Exactly. When you try to place this thing alone, man, hey, you just going to spend cold seasons by yourself. And many <laughs> times people give up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. like you said, traveling on a journey of life, it's going to require some team effort of some kind to make it. Yeah. Whether yeah. it is a mentor to challenge you, a person who you are teaching and discipling, or someone who walks beside you and is an encouragement to keep you going when you want to give up. Now, when I when I think of that statement right there, a person who you are teaching and discipling, do you know that when you take the time out to teach someone else something, it gives you a better understanding of what you're teaching because you're actually learning from yourself. If you want to know something, teach it to someone else. Yeah, that's good. And that is good. If uh you are doing that, spending some time with somebody and, and guiding them and stuff. It's encouraging yourself, believe it or not. It's in, it's giving it's giving you strength when you feel weak. Yeah, yes. And that's that's good. So I'm pretty sure all of us have started a job mm-hmm. where the job was in desperate need of people. Mm-hmm. And you got trained on Tuesday, <laughs> and you was trying to somebody else on Wednesday. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you really had it yourself, but you was least able to implement the little bit that you had and was able to execute the training, and you got better yourself. Exactly. Hey, man, we got to climb up the scaffold, bro. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't that good, but man, I do remember, hey, you know, so, and then you got better as you trained. Because mm-hmm. you basically had to train and mentor somebody on the fly, and it caused you to get, you know, better position. Yeah. And I'm talking about a hard job, but I ain't talking about easy stuff either. Mm-hmm. God, I can just think back, bro. Being an extrusion operator in the carpet of me, Lord. Yeah. Well, that was a job that make you tap out. <laughs> the machines had to constantly run. You couldn't cut the machines off. Oh no, what? it wasn't no cutting the machines off because they locked up. Uh huh. So training somebody, man, I just think about wow. So yeah, I know sure. exactly what you're talking about with that extrusion machine because I just I actually used to do the same kind of work up here in Naperville. It was a company up there okay. uh, on Route 59 that made those uh, plastic uh, caps. 
like if you look at your McCormick uh, seasoning, the shakers, those red caps on them, or the caps that you've seen on maybe the tie bottles. Yes, exactly. We used to make those. Well, you know, the material that goes underneath there, that white material, you see that flat material? We used to have that. Right. We used to have an extrusion machine with the big rollers who fed the plastic in there and the different chemicals and the colors and all that stuff. And it would roll out these big, long sheets of that stuff. And once it started running, like you said, it ain't no stopping and going because it's it's a continual run. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you said running those extrusion machines. (laughs) I tell you what, one night, I I even had an accident because I had one I was trying to feed to start up. And he yeah. caught the tip of my hand and started pulling me in there. Oh, I said, oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, talking about a Molarian curly moment for those that may be in the fifth and sixth generation of their life, you know, yeah. fighting and trying to yank your hand out before you get pulled all the way into that role. I had one of those incidents happen. Oh, boy. It turned out it only burnt. It just burnt the, the tip of my, my fingertips and the uh, top of my finger and stuff, but. Like I said, that could have been a bad situation. <laughs> yes. yes, it could have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, let, so. But, yeah, I was going to say, but uh, like I said, but let's go ahead and get right back into this mentoring thing. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go down, <clears throat> excuse me, to Jackson, Mississippi. So I went down to Jackson for a family reunion. And while we were down there this weekend, it was around July 16th, the weekend of July 16th. While we were down there, uh, one morning we got up in the hotel room, and I put on ESPN because I kind of like to be checking out ESPN to see what's happening in the sports world and different things like that. Well, they had Deion Sanders on there, which you know he is the head coach of Jackson State uh, football team. And he was on there talking about how they was having this running this mini camp and they had different recruits from all the top HBCUs in the South come to there for this mini camp. And guess who they had in the mini camp there? None other than Durant, Dwayne Rock Johnson. He was there. Cause he, you know, he, him and his wife and a few other people bought the XFL that used to be owned by uh, the, Vince McMahon that started WWE wrestling or well, used to own it. Matter of fact, he just retired. So we look on the TV and uh, my daughter says, Hey, you know, that's, that's only like 20 minutes from us. I said, well, let's go on over there. I like to get a picture of Dion or the rock or something like that. You know, I'm being this close to him. So we get up, we get ready, go get some donuts, head over there to the field. And of course you can't get on the field. They got it all gated off. So I'm I'm out on the outside with the rest of the people that's looking through holes in the fence. Like we had a baseball game from way back in the 30s when we used to look at peepholes and looking through the to see the game. <laughs> I'm looking through this fence trying to see well, where's the rock. I want to see the rock, you know? <laughs> so I'm walking up and down this fence. I got my camera. And I see this big, huge guy sitting underneath this XFL tent. I said, it's got to be him. I take a picture of him, but I said, no, that ain't him. He got a beard. The Rock don't have a beard. 
So since I'm at the other end, I hear this commotion going on down at the other side. So I go back to the other side, and it's a bunch of football players gathered around this guy taking selfies. And it turns out he was in the middle of them, and they taking all these selfies of the rocks. I'm trying to get a picture of them, so I can't get a picture. And I wanted just to, to tell you, the rock is a big guy. He's a huge guy because he was standing around these football players and they look like little boys standing next to him. Now, these are college football players, but they look like little boys. He's towering over them. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Now these are college football players, but they look like little boys. He's towering over them. So when I finally get a chance to get my camera ready to take a picture, all I could get was a picture of back of his head as he walked off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I missed the only opportunity that I could have got a picture of The Rock just to say at least I was in the vicinity of him. But like I say, he, he's doing a great thing with that XFL because he wanted to bring that to Jackson State so that him and Dion could partner up, partner up and give these college athletes another avenue to go into professional football if they didn't get into the NFL. And to get them exposure for their talent and different things, and see, the reason I the main one of the reason I mentioned that because uh, we have known Deion Sanders be a flashy uh, uh, player and different things like that. But I tell you what, he's doing one heck of a job at Jackson State. He's doing one heck of a job at Jackson State. He's not only coaching them kids up to play football, but he is. Their father figure for a lot of those guys that don't have fathers. And okay. when I went back to uh, my reunion, turns out one of my cousins down in Jackson, Mississippi, she's actually uh, works in management. I don't know what level she works in, but she works for the college there. And I asked her, well, how is, how is Dion really doing? And she, she flat out said, Dion is bringing exposure and he is bringing funding. <laughs> he's bringing funding in to help the school to do some things and I recently uh, read where he took part of his salary it was like I think he gets paid like 300000 a year he took like half of his salary gave it back to the college to fix their weight room up he turned around and gave uh, half of it back to them to build their you know training facility and to finish putting that together so that let us know that he's he's not in it for the money. We know he's a multimillionaire. But what right. he's but what he's doing, like I said, is making a difference in those guys' lives. And yeah. I tell you, that's that's truly phenomenal. So I just wanted to mention that. Yes, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, awesome. I don't know yeah. if, if you remember this. He's doing what he loves. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. I don't know if you remember this. But back a while ago, he brought in an Instagram model named Brittany Reiner. 
Now, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's big on Instagram or whatever the case may be. And some people was giving him a little flack for bringing her in. They was like, well, what are you, what are you doing bringing in models to these guys and this th different things like that? And what he was doing was he brought her in to talk to the football team to let them know some of the snares and traps that they will run into once they start making a name for themselves playing football. And she was just letting them know that, guess what? You're going to have relationships. You're going to make new relationships. But what you're ultimately going to find out, guess what? Those relationships are there because either they want something from you or they want to use you wow. in some kind of way. Or they, they may be good relationships. She didn't say they'd be all bad relationships, but she was trying to, in other words, what we say, put them up on game. Yes. Okay. You know right. what I'm saying? Put them up on game because as you start growing in popularity and as you start moving into the next area of your life and pro football and different things, how different people are going to come at you and you need to be prepared mentally for that. And I think that's something that he needs to be commended on too, because he even said it. So he said, I wish I had somebody tell me some of this stuff when I was coming up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's it. Yes, that's mm -hmm. good. And once again, he's looking out for them, mm -hmm. you know, and helping them, you know, to navigate beyond the pitfalls that he had to go through in life. Mm -hmm. You know, Dion was an icon. Yes. When we were, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he played, ball, I mean, he did it in two sports professionally. I mean, dude, that's legendary. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a class in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a room in the Hall of Fame all by itself. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, only a couple of did it, and but he, you know, the, did it. He did it and sustained it. Yes. you know, I mean, shut. I mean, that's so. Yeah, I mean, what he's doing is a great work. I think he's really going to attract some major athletes, which he's already have to his program. Mm -hmm. Major D one athletes. I mean, that have had that can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to be really the difference maker. Because of that fathering, that mentorship mm -hmm. that he can give young men, and um, you know, saying and uh, then like I say, he, he's relevant. I mean, and then his son, exactly. I mean, you know, again, I mean, so I mean, with him being relevant, and able to reach and being relatable, and that all that makes a difference, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, definitely, you know, what I'm saying because that's it. People, you know, them those young men can realize, man, this could be me. I could do this, mm -hmm. you know, and um, definitely, I mean, so, yeah, again, I mean, you know, he's well connected. I mean, so those that do right in that's, the classroom, that football may not be the pathway. That's like, right. Hey. That's a good point yeah. there because, like you said, his connections to being a pro athlete as well as in marketing, as well as in yeah. other areas of business, oh, that's that's monumental information that he's passing on to those guys. And oh yeah, and like I said, it's a few more uh, pro athletes that's done went back to the HBCUs that's helping. I believe Eddie George is coach of one of the other colleges, and then yeah, uh, okay. Cleveland Browns coach that used to be uh, well, he used to be the Cleveland Browns coach. He's coaching a team in the HBCU also. Hugh Jackson. Hmm. I don't know if you remember okay. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. It's, oh, yeah. so it's definitely some things that's happening that these uh, guys are looking past trying to just 
make it in the NFL, but guess what? Let's take some of that back to these HBCUs and keep continue to build them up. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be right back. All right, welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. Doc, did you have any uh, mentoring points that you want to leave with our listeners today? Yes, I, I do. I mean, as we've been talking about how mentorship, you know, the key to it is being able to, you know, get instructions on how to simplify difficulties in life. Mm-hmm. We, run, we all run into roadblocks and challenges. And just to know that mentorship does, you you don't never outgrow mentorship. Just know that. You don't outgrow it. So we all can be mentored into how to do things connected to our visions, our goals, our desires, our dreams. And in 1 Corinthians, I would like to share a scripture out of the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31 says, um, I will show you a more excellent way. It's what Mm -hmm. uh, this guy Paul was telling them. He was like letting them know, listen, what you're doing has been good. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's been great for some. It's been, you know, it's been all right for others. But what he's saying, I want to show you a more excellent way. I think that's the uniqueness and the strength of mentorship. Somebody coming along and showing us a more excellent way, and vice versa, because mentorship is about each one reaching one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we just continue to pour, I pour out what's been poured into me. You see what I'm saying? Is I, You know, why would we want to leave somebody to struggle in the same area that we struggled in if we have maximized our potential in that area and made it through? So everyone can reach back. You know, and uh, because there's somebody, you know, and this is unique about how God created the universe and created us. There's always somebody around you that has what you need and you got what they need. For those listening audience, don't never forget this. There's always somebody around you that has what you need and you have what they need. The scripture says in Psalms 23 that God leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Paths of influence, paths to be influenced, and paths to be of influence. So therefore, I'm being influenced on that path, and I'm being influential on that path. That's mentorship. So just never forget. And like the guy Paul said, all he said is, listen, let me show you a more excellent way. Do you understand? That's it. Mm -hmm. I never forget. Not too long, a few weeks ago, my llama, my riding llama, You know, so it's electric. You know, I call it the Tesla of lawnmowers. You know, uh, <laughs> Roby. It's that. It got the lights on it, the bells and whistle. You know, I mean, for years, you know, I bought my first home when I was 20, 24 years old. You know, so I was pushing a lawnmower. I had a big yard, big back front yard. So after 20 years at the house, I was able to get me a lawnmower. And I went all the way out. Like I say, I got the Roby to Tesla. But after a couple of years, I was riding and one of my tires went flat. The back tire, I'm like, oh, man, God, I got so much to say, say. I said all that to say, I went to go, like, man, I'm going to pick this thing up and change the tire. 
So I got on my buddy. I said, man, we need to pick this thing up and sit it up so we can get that tire off. And I called Roby. They sent the replacement wheel and tire all out. But the thing was, man, once I chilled and came out of the anxiety of bang on the flat, realized all it took was a jack. The same car jack that jacks up a car. <laughs> jack that <and> entire. <laughs> Me and my buddy, we picked the thing up. <laughs> you see how difficult that was? And all he was saying, listen, let me show you a more excellent way. Yeah, you got it up. Mm-hmm. Damn, right? You could have, that thing weighs 600 pounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you yeah, picked it up. You should So, that's what mentorship is. <laughs> hey, going up beside somebody, they're, they're doing something, they're accomplishing, they're getting the job done, but they're doing it in a stupid way. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, you're getting it done. Man, that, listen, let me show you a more excellent way. Man, mm. so now I was like, jacked it up, fam. I'm like, look at here, man. Wow, we did all that. Mm-hmm. All that anxiety, all that, you know. But that is the uniqueness and the power of mentorship. And hey, there it is. All right. Thank you, Doc. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so You're much. Uh, before we take off, I want to share, we got a review from one of our past episodes the one we did that was called The Power of a Second Chance. And I'm going to take a moment to share it with you because it really touched my heart. And I, and I definitely appreciate any and all we here at the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show. We appreciate any comment, suggestion, whether you agree or disagree. We appreciate any kind of communication that you want to share with us. And we'll hopefully reach out back to you. All right. So what they said was very inspirational stories. The loss of many things just to experience the lessons learned in your failures. Even the success that you feel like that you have not yet been successful. But if you're still breathing, that's success. Because you didn't die in it. Matter of fact, someone was blessed what you thought you failed in. So we want to thank that person for sending that comment in we really appreciate hearing all your comments suggestions we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here next episode release date august 21st and we like to leave you with this question here am i helping at least one person thank you for listening see you next time on the mike dj and doc show